and welcome to the latest episode of EBP Podcast. My name is Carlos Casanova, and I'm Senior Economist for Asia at EBP in Hong Kong. In this podcast, I'd like to share with you three thoughts on China's 20th Communist Party Congress. But before we delve deeper into these insights, please allow me to take a step back and explain why the 20th Communist Party Congress is so important. So the meeting takes place every five years and attracts significant attention from global investors, as it's the main platform for the Communist Party to announce changes in both leadership and ideology. This time round was especially critical, as Chinese President Xi Jinping was vouching for an unprecedented third term, while most members in the Politburo, which is the main decision-making body of the Chinese Communist Party, and smaller standing committees stepped down, paving the way for a new generation of leaders. Such a momentous shift in leadership will inevitably fuel rising uncertainty, requiring analysts like myself to spend countless hours inferring the future policy stances of the newly anointed officials. However, this task is usually aided by the presence of some cues that are presented during the president's opening remarks. We have a lot to unravel, so let's get started. In first place, President Xi consolidated power as expected and secured an unprecedented third term in the process. The personnel changes will not be confirmed until the National People's Congress, which usually takes place around March. However, we can deduce the new hierarchy of the Politburo Standing Committee based on the order in which the members ascend the stage at the closing ceremony. According to state media, the new hierarchy of the Politburo Standing Committee is therefore Xi Jinping, Li Qiang, Zhao Leji, Wang Huning, Cai Qi, Ding Xueqiang, and Li Xi. This means that Li Qiang, who is now serving as Communist Party Chief of Shanghai, could become the next premier, a position that is usually reserved for the second highest-ranking Politburo Standing Committee official after Xi Jinping. Moreover, all members belong to the ostensible new Zhejiang Army faction prominently people who held important provincial and local posts during President Xi's tenure as Communist Party Secretary of Zhejiang Province. In other words, President Xi was able to consolidate power meaningfully, thereby paving the way for him to usher a new era of common prosperity. This brings me to our second point, President Xi's opening remarks. Although there were no major deviations from the long-term policy objectives outlined under the 14th Five-Year Plan and Vision for 2035, textual analysis confirms a shift in emphasis towards modernization and security themes, and away from the economy and reforms. Most notably, the target to double per capita gross national income levels by 2035 was not mentioned, with President Xi opting to keep things ambiguous instead. This confirms a move towards quality over quantity of growth under the new paradigm of common prosperity. And I would not be surprised if GDP targets are de-emphasized, if not completely abandoned going forward. Indeed, this offers some clear advantages for President Xi, as it frees up space for China to pursue other priorities under the common prosperity and dual circulation strategies. Nevertheless, GDP growth will not collapse in practice, as a significant slowdown in the economy would be detrimental to social stability and could aggravate structural fragilities. For example, although the third quarter of 2022 bottomed an inflection in terms of growth, with GDP improving more than expected to 3.9% year-on-year, we observed a deterioration in labor conditions, with the surveyed unemployment rate rising to 5.5%, the housing sector slumping by 30%, and more companies experiencing higher stress in debt service. 
To put it another way, the pace of recovery remains way too sluggish. Without some economic pragmatism, President Xi will face mounting challenges in pursuing his ambitious political agenda. Therefore, we are assuming an implicit growth floor of around 4% per year between now and 2035. Lastly, we do expect that security will become a more important driver of policy in the future. The term was mentioned more than 15 times during President Xi's opening remarks, significantly more frequently than in previous instances, and reflecting budding concerns about a tougher external environment. However, we need to think about security in broader terms, not just militarily. For example, China remains dependent on foreign components to meet its technological advancement needs, with semiconductors overtaking crude oil as the largest import since 2014. The main choke point in terms of semiconductor supply chains is high-value-added equipment manufacturing, where the United States enjoys 40% of the global market share. However, it is unlikely that China will stop at that, seeking instead to encourage domestic innovation to alleviate bottlenecks across all major supply chains, from technology to food and energy. China will also continue to pursue its carbon-neutral objective by 2060. However, China will not stop burning fossil fuels until clean energy can reliably replace them. Let's not forget that China invests more than any other country in renewables, but this has not been sufficient to meet its energy and efficiency needs. Other core technologies will therefore have to step in to wedge this gap, benefiting from stronger policy tailwinds under China's renewed emphasis on security under the new common prosperity and dual circulation paradigm. The bottom line is that slow but steady growth is preferable to a faster pace of expansion that leaves you exposed to risks under an admittedly more complex geopolitical landscape. Still, it remains to be seen whether state-led innovation will succeed in achieving these goals. Thanks for listening. If you have any other questions, please do not hesitate to contact us or visit our website at ubp.com. You can also listen to podcasts on Spotify. Just make sure to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss any updates.